0: What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We had a big week of news this week, so we got a lot of stories, a lot of fun stuff to discuss. Of course, not so fun. We'll be talking about the cancellation of Daredevil. It is the third show in a matter of like a month that has been canceled by Netflix. We will not be seeing a season four. So we'll talk about those implications. We'll also talk about... um, the, some more information, some more confirmations on the series involving the Scarlet Witch. We got some new news this week that uh, that, that seems to think that that project is a lot closer to happening and maybe even being done than we ever anticipated. Um, we'll talk a lot about some of the implications that are coming out of the positive reactions from the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Sony is already launching various projects uh, as a spinoff and a sequel from that movie. We'll also uh talk about some other projects that DC are developing and discussing involving Zatina and Blue Beetle. So, a lot of news, a lot of big stories happening this week. We also got, of course, TV recaps this week. Today, we'll be talking about Titans. Um, We had a Donatory episode. So that was a episode that a lot of people had their eye on when we heard that there was going to be a Donatory episode. So, we got it this week, and we'll discuss what we made of that episode Join me, as always, are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, uh, what's up? Good to see you, as always.
1: What are you excited to talk about this week? Uh, I'm excited to talk about um, uh, this uh, interesting, uh, um, apparently there's a Blue Beetle uh, movie, apparently we're getting actual news. It's not just something that that they're just talking about. No. Uh, no it? Well, it still is. It's still being talking. talked about, but like, there's but like, details. There's more details. Yeah. There's more information. So, that that is exciting. Um, And, you know, of course, we have to bring up Daredevil being canceled, which is very unfortunate coming off of the amazing season that Daredevil had. So, I'm looking forward to discussing that.
0: Kendall joins us as well from Philadelphia. Kendall, what's up, dude? What are you excited to talk about today?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to talk about these, uh, well, these these new Warner Brothers projects because, you know, it's never a... there's never a week in the New Generation Heroes Hall podcast where we don't talk about, uh, you know, a new DC movie in development that will likely never come out. So uh, we have two more added to the, uh, to the list, so I'm excited to talk about that.
0: All right, so let's start the show with the biggest news of the week, and that, of course, was the Netflix cancellation of Daredevil. So this week, Netflix announced that Daredevil would not return for season four. The Hollywood Reporter cited more creative issues between Marvel and Netflix for the show being axed. Netflix has apparently wanted to cut all of these Marvel Netflix shows down to 10 episodes. But of course, the looming looming in the background was Netflix's desire to push its own content uh, as they continue to develop more projects on their own service, developed by their own service. And of course, um, looming is the, the uh, uh, Disney Plus app. That is is happening in in that streaming war that is oncoming. In the in their statement, in the statements, both Netflix and Marvel alluded to the man without fear appearing on screens in the future, but were vague as to when or what that would entail. Um, it's been reported that the show's being picked up by Disney Plus is unlikely, given uh, Marvel Studios is developing uh, the superhero shows on that service also given that service being uh titled uh being geared to being more fan uh family friendly uh network an appearance on jessica jones or the punisher which still have seasons to debut uh could be possible but the future of the character beyond that is unknown i'll give it to you Shamari first what do you make of uh the, the the situation we have with daredevil being canceled
1: i think that that situation is um you know i just i think at first i was outreached you know as many of us were mm-hmm. <laughs> and still are you know um and you know in another way i still am as well i and now at this point i'm kind of i'm trying to become more zen about it more just like listen and then there's also the silver lining of they said listen daredevil will return they, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. in some <laughs> capacity you know I think I think that's them acknowledging that listen, this is too much of a hit for us to just completely axe this the way that they're probably axing Iron Fist. You know, mm-hmm. um, that I, they if, didn't say that about Luke Cage or Iron Fist. They didn't Fist. say that about Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Which I am very upset about that. I'm eh, very I'm I'm not happy about that. Yeah. You know, but, um, uh, but they said Daredevil, they're trying they're going to try to use Daredevil in some capacity. And I suspect that they've wanted to do that for a while. I mean, I suspect that the people in the movie studios probably, you know, who are comic book fans themselves, I'm sure. You know, you know, Feige, and I'm sure, I'm sure they're keeping tabs on all of this stuff. Um, even though they're very busy people, I'm sure they're like, listen, if I could use this person, I'm sure they've got ideas, you know. So I think that that is probably something that they would they would be looking forward to. So I think that that is kind of a silver lining in all of this. So I. While At first, I was outraged. Now, I'm kind of like, okay, uh, you know, this isn't good because I would have loved for the season to continue on Netflix. But Netflix clearly has, you know, in knowing that this Disney streaming service is launching, they're making their own move now Mm -hmm. in trying to get rid of these Marvel Netflix shows um, because they don't want to just have them make more money and and all that stuff. They're just like, listen, if you want to stream, you stream with us or you stream on your own. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so... Um, I mean, it is what it is. You know, Daredevil was great. Um, I don't think the show is going to come back. I think, I think they're going to try to use Matt Murdock in other things. Um, so I don't know if we'll ever see Bullseye again. I, I mean, it, it, which, it stinks. It sucks. But uh, it is what it is at this point. Kendall, how did you take the news of Daredevil season
0: four officially being canceled by Netflix?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it was unfortunate when you heard about it, but it's not surprising. Um, only because, like Iron Fist being canceled, that was that was sort of surprising, but it wasn't shocking because Iron Fist wasn't the most critically acclaimed show out there. Then Luke Cage being canceled was like, all right, now clearly this isn't a quality thing. This is a Netflix Marvel thing, which made everything up for grabs, including Daredevil. And we talked about it when we talked about uh, Luke Cage getting canceled. That um, if that Daredevil that we very we very well could be watching the last season of Daredevil coming up, and that obviously was the case. Because um, there's no way you can tell me. I mean, you can argue maybe popularity is the difference between Luke Cage and Daredevil. Although I would argue that Luke Cage is also very popular. But you want to you want to tell me it's not a quality thing; it's a popularity thing as to why Luke Cage got canceled. Um, well that theory also got mixed because I would argue that Daredevil is also a very popular show um, at least given the standard of these Marvel Netflix series in general but no this is uh, it's not shocking given the precedent that was sent with Luke Cage and Iron Fist Um, I don't think that this was a creative decision I think this was a business decision Um, still confused on who pull out of what deal, which side is the one that, I mean, it sounds like this is a Netflix not wanting to continue this thing.
0: Yeah, um, we know that the showrunner, Eric Olson, shout out to him, man, because that, that season three was crazy. We He's already said that he had pitched his stories and his script for season four. So right. if Marvel, for some reason, never wanted to have Daredevil appear on Netflix, they sure
2: didn't act like it. Exactly, so, that's what makes you think that, just clearly, I don't know if this is Netflix wanting, I mean, at like least said, they want to create more room for their own content, and it also makes you wonder if them, if Disney creating that streaming service almost was like war, you know, it was like, all right, you guys trying to get into our lane, well, now you're, you're, uh three of your most popular shows, three of your only shows, really. Um, outside AIDS the S.H.I.E.L.D. Canceled. And yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, like, you want to produce them yourselves? You can produce them yourselves. Spend your own money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. that's when we first talked about this with Iron Fist. <laughs> that was the first thing I said was like... Without your theory, yeah. I was like, uh, this looks like I smelled an issue looming potentially with the idea that Disney Plus was happening. Then Luke Cage happened, and then we came on the show, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a war. This is a war. Iron Fist was a warning shot, and perhaps you know Luke Cage was the actual shot. And then this right here is the headshot. This, this is this is this is this is bullseye from three hundred feet." then we are done with anything you gotta deal with in regards to uh your shows. We don't want anything to do with them. We are at war. We're not gonna make you more money. We're not gonna uh we're not gonna stand by while you guys are making a streaming app that we know is gonna rival ours while also airing your content. That doesn't make any sense. It makes even less sense when you consider that they are doing superhero shows on the Disney Plus app. Cuz if Disney wasn't doing that, maybe you could argue okay, but like they're not really doing what you're doing, so maybe it's not as big a deal. You can't even make that argument cuz they're literally doing superhero shows also on that other app. So from Netflix's standpoint, I don't think I don't it makes sense from that regard that you would get rid of anything having to do with Marvel. I don't know if it makes sense in regards to uh just having good content on your app Mm -hmm. i don't know because i I, to me daredevil season three was excellent i think we would be hard pressed to find original content by netflix that is better than season three of daredevil i'm not saying there isn't anything i'm saying you'd be hard pressed to find a lot of things that are better than that Mm -hmm. uh and i do think that this is the move that i do think will hurt netflix there is I've seen a little bit of the social media saying I'm getting rid of Netflix. It's not gonna be enough. This is a billion-dollar company. It's not gonna be enough to you know put them under. But I do think that it, it this will be the one that's like, oh, okay, we we felt that a little bit. That move to, to to not have Daredevil to to move just not move on with Netflix anymore is it with Marvel anymore? We already know they're not gonna have any of these movies on there. As soon as these uh, Avengers Infinity War does its run on there, that's yep. not gonna go just. That's not just going to go, oh, nothing, that was no big deal. We're just going to move on. I think they are going to get hurt a little bit by that. But I think they know this is a war. So Marvel gets hurt by not having more tentacles of their content on other things. So we know they have a Hulu deal. We know they got the Fox stuff with, uh, with that they team up with Fox with The Gifted and Legion. So they, they like having their tentacles everywhere. So this it does hurt them by doing this. But I do think it's a little bit of a cut your nose despite your face situation. It's sad, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it to me, this was not surprising. It, it it could not have been surprising considering what we saw with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. And what we know is happening with the Disney streaming service.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it really, I mean, I, I think you're right when you say it wasn't surprising. I mean, we heard this news and it was kind of like a gut punch, but it was one that you kind of saw coming. You know, it was like, ah, uh, they really have to do that, but they did have to do that because our suspicions were kind of confirmed Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with this news. You know, we know what's going on now. It's kind of clear. Um, uh, I'm surprised people, I'm surprised you say people said that they were leaving Netflix. I've seen, I've seen people say, I'm, I'm make shocked, jokes man. and say that
0: this is the end of them, that's, of their Netflix series.
1: I'm, I'm shocked, but that's... Hey, you know, I guess that that just goes to show how power, how popular um, that show was. And I think, yeah, I think part of the reason for that is because Daredevil was released. I think that's one of Netflix's big like first original like shows. I think, um, yeah, you know, that was Definitely. one of the ones where I was like, where I was it's like, cool that Marvel, like, yeah, Netflix was was doing like, their wow, own Netflix stuff. is doing their own stuff, yeah. with like Marvel. I think that's the one where I was like, wow, like okay, so Netflix is starting to do stuff now you know so but now netflix is just like forget it so you know it's it's unfortunate
2: yeah
0: but i I, in terms of his future real quick before we move on that's the that's the thing that's i can't figure out (laughs) uh i saw a writer from the rolling stone i forget his name shout out to him though uh he wrote that there is the possibility perhaps that marvel studios will reboot all these characters that are involved with netflix Because at the end of the day, they do not mess with any of the dudes that did anything involving Marvel television. They don't like those dudes. They don't talk to them. Dudes and women. Uh, They don't rock with them at all. So the idea that you're going to see their stories or they're going to just absorb those dudes, that is never going to happen according to him. And it it makes sense given all the stuff we've heard about the rift that is clearly there between uh, film and television. But his idea was that there's a chance that maybe they could reboot these characters and then bring them into their own iterations how are they like it's an interesting idea to me only because one i mean okay that would be nice to have these characters back but if you're rebooting them does that mean we don't get Charlie Cox does that mean we don't get a Kristen Ritter does that mean we don't get Mike Halter cuz i don't i don't know how just obviously receptive um everyone's going to be to just totally different people playing these characters when we know the fan reaction to these characters have been so positive, especially regarding Barthol, Coulter, Jones, I do Ritter, and Cox. Those are the four. I mean, Finn, sorry, if they changed Iron Fist and made it someone else, I don't think we'd lose too much sleep with him, um, but I think, in terms of the whole, I, w- I like him, but I think everyone else would not care as much, but those other four, those are hard to replace. If they wanted to do another Bullseye, they don't do William Bethel. Um, Wilson Bethel. Wilson Bethel. I'm sorry. That that would be that would be tough if they didn't. They did a, someone that was not Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. There's going to be people saying, "Well, you had a great Kingpin. Who the hell is this guy who's playing him?" Right. So that there is a, a little bit of danger from Marvel, I think, if they decide, "Okay, you guys had your fun. Now let's do it our way," because the way they did those characters being so raw, being so, in um, violent in some regards. If Marvel Studios tried to do a dumb it down version of that, they could get backlash.
1: Oh, they would get. They would definitely get backlash. Um, you know, I don't really want. I don't want to see rebooted, rebooted versions of them. If it's not them, then just uh, or or they would at least have to give it some time. They'd have to give it some time. I don't want to hear two years from now, Daredevil reboot in the no. I don't want to hear that. You know, like they would have to give it like significant amount of time um before they even really think about recasting, you know, uh these people. Um because the the actors did such a good job. Like they did they did such a great great job. Especially Burnthal. I really don't want to see another Punisher. I yeah, like they to can't, me, at no this one point, can play that role. At this yeah. point I feel like he is a Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that would that would just be that would just flop just off of that alone. I feel like off of that alone people just wouldn't watch it. People would be like, I'm not gonna watch this. It's yeah. not John Berthold, so, and they've seen it's me Berthold and Koth kind of had the same
0: thing because we've actually seen other people play those characters yeah. and, and they seen how so and, seen how, bad, and seen how bad that's seen how bad that went, Kendall. Yeah, so I think that also would be a little bit of of the apprehension to if Marvel decided to um do that. Now, did Netflix has the streaming rights? Um, they apparently play pay a streaming fee. I don't know if that means that. They're not paying that fees, and maybe that means that Marvel gets the stream rights back. Because my idea, my thing was, if anything was ever going to happen, I, I thought maybe something being moved to Hulu may have made the most sense. But that's not being talked about. Marvel is going to own Hulu, or Disney is going to own Hulu very soon. What's not being yeah. talked about in this Fox deal is that Fox owns the majority of the stake in Hulu. And with the way it's going to break down, Disney, I think, is going to own like 100% of it. So I don't know kind if that's a possibility, but it's something that I think should at least be discussed.
2: Yeah, um, I feel like the on the whole idea of rebooting these characters that that the only way that happens where it makes any sense is if your whole theory about there being some sort of alternate dimension or some sort of uh, you know what what was the what was the secret wars or whatever yeah we thought they would
0: where you thought they would... It's funny you mentioned Secret Wars, Kendall, because completely unrelated, but when they asked Russo Brothers during the Collider Q&A this week about what would make them come back to superheroes since they're taking an extended break after Avengers 4, uh, I think it was Joe who said uh, Secret Wars. That right. would be the avenue that would make him come back. So we know it's not off the board for Marvel if the director from their biggest movie is saying that... If he they did that movie, he would be on. We know it's at least been discussed.
2: Exactly, and so that would be the only way in which recasting these characters would make sense. Um, and even if you want to have it make sense, there's no re- there's no guarantee that it's going to be well received. There's no guarantee that people are going to want to see it. Um, people want continuity. Mm-hmm. People like um, consistency, and when you I mean like you said we've already had multiple punishers. We're now on a secondary Daredevil. We really don't need a third one when we just had, them. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. if 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 they decided to do um like like you remember like like Cyborg for example. Like right. Cyborg within you know the the Smallville show, whatever fake side where you want to call him. He was in the he was in the Smallville show, and him showing up in Titans isn't like oh wow, why can't they use that guy? We just saw like, like that was so long ago, nobody remembers that he was a minuscule character. Um, or like imagine if Arrow would have recasted Constantine to be someone else, people would have been like, I I, I don't know, I don't really care about this. We just had you know, an entire Constantine show. Right. now we have a new constantine but them using matt ryan as constantine now adds to that now adds to his entire show's lore his entire character's history so um and even if
0: arrow or legends doesn't like directly talk about oh that episode six thing i did or that story like even just having that person still playing the character that was Mm -hmm. from that show makes that work Exactly. You know, so, like, I would agree that if they tried to recast, that could be dangerous. Because even though can like you, you decided... Said, sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, like you said, like, they don't have to reference things that happened. Yeah. That could be non-canon. I yeah, don't know exactly. if Constantine, the show, is canon in the Arrowverse, but I know... But it's still the same guy, so I can... It's left up to my imagination. Yeah. And if they want to do that with Daredevil and Marvel, all right, we're taking over. We will keep the cast. Or we'll keep some of the cast. But... We're telling our own stories. That's fine. Try and fit it in the canon somehow. But you don't have to be constantly reference it. It's gonna be tough because that show these shows are so linear. Yeah. But um it's another way in which they can go about it.
1: I, I, last I, thoughts I, on this Kendall, before we move on? No, I was just gonna say I, I I gotta pull a Kendall, do a cold open on something. So can't be uh John Campia. Um, yeah, it looks Maybe like John, John Campia. Sorry, not to just refer to him as if I know him personally, but <laughs> but um, John Campia. Um, uh, uh, well, he, is he still with Glider? Nah, he's, he's not. not no, with he's not. Clider. He's not with Glider anymore. But, you he's know, we're not going get, get into all that. Media um, uh, personality John Campia um, recently went on Twitter and apparently might have, I don't know if he was not supposed to say this or whatever. He mentioned us getting a Captain Marvel trailer on Monday. Uh, so tomorrow, so I guess that's uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday. A Captain so. Marvel trailer. Captain Marvel, okay. Trailer. We're supposed
2: to be getting. I heard a rumor we're getting two Marvel trailers this week.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing Captain Marvel and Avengers, but he recently tweeted it. something about us getting a Captain Marvel trailer tomorrow. Okay. And then he deleted the tweet. So I mean, someone told him. So someone, someone told <laughs> him that. The question is, what is it
0: true? Yeah, and yeah. then he wasn't supposed to say, it, so therefore we deleted it. Or yeah. or is it not was true? it not true? And he jumped and he the gun, deleted
1: it, and deleted it. So we don't know. We don't know. But I just figured I had to mention that because that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's
0: good to mention But also
1: because you know we're
0: recording this show before this trailer comes out, so people yes. come on like, why are y'all talk about this trailer? Yeah. You can say, well, we did this show before, <laughs> obviously. So right. Um, so that's an interesting yeah. uh, note there. Um, it's funny we mentioned stuff being deleted. Because I think that leads. Oh to no! Fair.
2: It's it's official that they're coming out with the trailer tomorrow. Oh, it
0: is official. It's now. official now.
2: As of four minutes ago.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, uh, it's rare we get breaking news on this the show. We got the scoop. We got breaking <laughs> news. Here. Football. Captain good Marvel. Good trailer. job, Shamaria, uh, uh, scouring the Twitter and seeing uh, John yeah, Campea. Shout out to John I Spent the last ten minutes trying to dig up that tweet. <laughs> John Campea ever wants to come on the show and, and discuss how he's wrong about Agents of Shield, I'll gladly invite him. Um. But shout out to him uh, for getting that scoop. I don't know why he had to delete it, but that's still dope that he had that. Yep. Uh, what do we expect? Real quick, just a real quick reaction. What do we expect from a Captain Marvel trailer 2?
1: I'm expecting a lot of that new suit. I'm expecting us to... You think to... we're going to
0: see that full helmet
1: suit and everything? I don't know about the helmet. Because that was the art that came out. That... that was the art that came out. I hope we see the helmet. That will be that will be extremely fantastic. I don't know if we'll see the helmet. I
2: don't think
1: so. Uh, yeah, I, I would I wouldn't bet on it but I think we're going to see see the full suit the colored suit more of her abilities more colson um and fury and uh, at least at least like we're going to see like multiple shots of scrolls and possibly seeing them transform Kendall what do we see
2: um hopefully I think we'll we'll get more of the actual like Story. Mm -hmm. Remember last time? I I thought I wasn't surprised, but I thought that it was tame in the sense that it didn't show a whole lot. Yeah, you wouldn't know what the movie was about at all. Yeah, what it's about. So I I think we'll get a lot more of that, Um, and I I think we're gonna get more shots of like scrolls, more shots of uh, possibly Jude Law's character, whoever he may be playing. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm excited. Is Uh, the old lady going to do the helmet? Is an
0: old lady getting snuffed? Is is that is that gonna happen again? Because that was my favorite moment in that trailer last time. Right. Any more old women getting 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 snuffed by Captain Marvel? That's like yeah. the craziest thing to have like in a trailer with no context. Yeah, the hero sure. just like knocking out some like seventy year old woman. Um, sorry, kind what was that?
2: Well, no, yeah, and I I think we're going to. Uh... We could be getting an Avengers
1: trailer on Wednesday as well. That's the rumor. I mean... Yeah, the rumor is we're getting Avengers this week
0: It's about well. time. <laughs> so it is about time. All I say it's about time. I mean, we should have been had this trailer to me. Uh, I think, again, you can't... Similar to Infinity War, you can't say they botch anything with this because the anticipation is so crazy that, like, it doesn't matter when they give us anything. They give us no trailer and just say the movie's happening on this day and everyone's still going to show up, so... It doesn't really matter that much but I
1: did. Why, why really do you
2: think that. that Why do you think they cuz the original plan was it for them to do Captain Marvel on Wednesday and and uh on good morning good morning America and, and Infinity War part 2 or Avengers 4 their Monday night football. Why do you think that they changed that up? I
0: feel like I, I feel to? like Captain Marvel may be in this Avengers trail. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then just mm-hmm. visually, kind of seeing an Avengers trailer, and then seeing a Captain Marvel trailer, just may not make that much. <laughs> sense. You know, that's true. It would just be like, wait, what? Why? So wait, it's like, posh, all right. why is she in the nineties? <laughs> like, it just would be very confusing for a lot of people. Where I think at least literally, why it's still gonna be confusing, but it's not at least lin- speaking linearly. I don't Ooh. know how you would say that linearly. Yeah, you go um, linearly. Yeah, I am just gonna say whatever <laughs> you said That speaking in that way, um, this makes a little more sense. That's that's what I think. I, I feel like this Avengers trailer, whatever it looks like, I think that it has had a lot of variation and a lot of changes to it. And I think that's why we're getting it so late. But, I right. mean, who's to say for sure what the situation is? But I think I know that they've talked about they've worked very carefully on it. They don't want to give a lot away. You can't give a lot away for a movie like this. So I feel like what they're doing is they're being very meticulous. And perhaps maybe uh, at one point Carol wasn't in there, but now maybe she is. So that k- changed everything. So the plans we kept
2: hearing that were happening, they all got thrown out the window. They had to readjust. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it's all Disney, but ESPN's probably like, really? And NFL's probably like, really?
0: Yeah, no, they can't get no shine more. So no, more, <laughs> more, more, more <laughs> eyeballs. more so you're giving Captain Marvel?
2: Football.
0: You know, it's bad enough people are tired of hearing their broadcast crew. Like at least bring some new people on who won't care who's broadcasting the game as long, <laughs> as long as we get to see an
1: Avengers trailer. Is this gonna be another uh, Monday night football or record breaking uh record breaking views or record breaking uh ratings? Yeah I'm sure I'm sure yeah, I'll Monday tell you what, I'm sure they would have loved to have had uh this Avengers trailer the day uh
0: the Rams and Chiefs Scored like 100,000 100, points,
2: <laughs> in the, the oh, greatest Monday football game. The ever. ratings for that game would have broke record.
0: Yeah, that, that game, the ratings for that game would have been insane. It already was insane. Imagine they would put it there. So I'm sure, yeah, ESPN is probably definitely uh, shaking their head right now. Um, but like we talked about originally, I had the uh, I had the segue to deleted content before we did that breaking mm-hmm. story. There, um, we got some news about what's happening on the Disney app. And it seems like we're going to be getting some more confirmed content because uh, it seems the rumors of the Scarlet Witch series that we talked about weeks ago, uh, launching on the Disney Plus app, are true. We could be getting the show earlier than expected. Deadline did a wide-ranging story on the push by companies to bring female-led superhero projects to our screens. And in their original reporting, they confirmed that the show would be titled Vision and the Scarlet Witch with the show. Uh, debuting in 2019 now slash film uh slash films writer peter Scaretti, Scaretta, sorry uh was the first person to have that vision was going to be on this show and there was a weird not a weird but he he threw a shot at deadline for not including his reporting on uh on that which i only bring up because uh one it we should give him credit because he he did have that initially that vision was going to be on the show not the title or that it was going to be that it was coming out in 2019 but that vision was involved um but it's important to note because the title of the show vision and the scarlet witch no longer appears on the article posted by deadline so i don't know if that has to do with uh Scarretta's complaint or if they jumped the gun or if that not the title and they just made that up i don't know what the situation is but that is important to note because i was doing my preparation for the show i knew that that they reported it, but I kept reading their article and not finding it. And then mm-hmm. sure enough, I saw a screenshot of the article showing it. So I see that they just did an edit at some point to take the title out. Mm-hmm. So that is important to know. Um, but are you, ca- <clears throat> excuse me, are you surprised that we're getting this show so soon? 2019 means it's within the next
1: 12 months. Yeah, I'm extremely surprised to the point where I almost don't believe it. Um, or I believe that they would like that to happen. You're not but, sure if they're going to be able to execute that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, at this point, I have that with a big asterisk. It's like, okay, coming in ask, 2019 asterisk, you know, if they're able to do that, that's what they would like. Um, you know, I, I, t- to be fair, I don't really know how the production and release schedules of TV shows works. With how much of it is completely wrapped and done before their season is released or started, mm-hmm. or I don't know how they're releasing the show. Is it weekly? If it starts in late 2019 and goes into mid 2020, you know, do they have to be completely wrapped before the first episode? Because I, I don't, I don't know exactly how that goes. I mean, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, for CW and I, I think their shows are still filming. I think so. That's why I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, and those seasons are so long, like yeah. But like, then for something shows. like. And the then, Netflix shows, I think we kind of seen them just, like,
0: shoot the year before and then exactly, they come out the next and year. and just release it. But then, again, the schedule has been weird because, like, I remember, like, we were really surprised at, like, Luke Cage, which we heard about shooting
1: earlier in the year, but just came out right after Iron yeah. Fist, which we knew was shooting for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not exactly sure how those schedules, and we don't know how this, like I said, we don't know how this show is being released either. Um, and we know even if they did release it in a weekly thing, is there going to be a hiatus, you know, because these shows like to have hiatuses. So I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, they could. My thing is, if it's coming out in 2018, it's coming out very late 2019. And um, so I'm very surprised that they plan to release it so soon. But regardless, I'm very happy <laughs> to hear that the show is happening. Happy to hear that Vision is in the show. Um, you know, Paul Bettany is very, uh, very intelligent. <laughs> He's very good at playing the role of Vision. Um, what do you think of the title? If that's the title. I think that's a good title. I think that's a very good title. I think that is a uh I think that is a title because I think it makes use of the um uh it sounds very fantasy and very very sci s- fi fantasy. Book-y, sci-fi yeah. Yeah, so I think that works mm-hmm. because I think that's what the show should be because that's who these characters are. And I think that will bring in more people than just Marvel people. I kind of like the to title too, Kendall, because I don't know how many times, if at
0: all, Wanda has been referred to as the Scarlet Witch on screen. Has anyone ever called her that? If this happened, I, I guarantee you it's happened not more than the five I don't think fingers on my hand. I don't think anyone's called her that. Right. So
2: She's been called the Scarlet Witch at one point.
0: It's very rare. I'm not saying it it's hasn't happened. It's probably a throwaway line. I'm saying it, it doesn't happen that often. They almost always call her Wanda. Uh we hear them call Cap, we hear them call Black Panther. We you know, we've heard the other people yeah. <laughs> uh Spider Man or Underoos. <laughs> we've heard you no. Know, you know, It's been it hasn't been as much we've heard them actually call her Wanda, uh the Scarlet Witch. So I think that's cool that her name is in the title. But Kendall, what do you make of uh of the show coming out next year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I always thought it was weird when the reporting was that she was that the show was the Scarlet was a Scarlet Witch show, and but that Vision would be in it because that was that was like contrary. Like, why do like why would you do Winter Soldier and Falcon, but then just do Scarlet Witch and just have Vision be an ancillary piece? I and mean, all they're all Avengers. Um, so that always seemed. I always thought like. I always felt like vision's inclusion in the show was probably being under understated by the reporting, and that that was proven to be the case because I mean I mean they I mean they gave him the first billing. vision yeah. is like first billing essentially um, the only reason I thought that he wouldn't be in it as much is just special effects type stuff, but yeah. I guess they feel like they could do the prosthetics as much as they they can do it for the movies and again. Money isn't really a factor for the Disney Plus app. So and he's
0: a character who shapeshifts, so you can have him just be what's the name? Paul Bettany. Yeah, he gets me Paul Bettany for a lot of the show too. Right. Uh,
2: so yeah, I mean this, I mean this is gonna be interesting. Um, I, I mean, I can't wait to see like what their full library is gonna look like in terms of their Marvel stuff. Because I mean now it's getting to the point where like we have to really decide like which shows are we most excited for. I mean, Vision and Scarlet Witch sounds like it could be cool. We got a taste of that in Civil War, right? Where they were like off doing stuff in like Germany or some place.
0: No, that was Infinity War.
2: Well, that Infinity War.
0: Yeah, just yeah. They were yeah, they were together and then uh uh Thanos' goons pulled up on them.
2: That was Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, I guess it was Infinity War. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, know these movies they overlap. <laughs> yeah. But right. um no, yeah, I mean, so, like, we got a taste of what those characters, um, like, what they do when they're not with the Avengers, but, um, yeah, no, this could be, this could be a good one. Winter Soldier and Falcon, obviously, is exciting, as is Rocket in a group.
0: Yeah, I almost wonder if this is, like, gonna be, like, a theme. Like, is it gonna be just, like, team-ups? Like, Loki, so far, I don't know if there's gonna be another character involved, but... The other projects that have been pitched have been... Well, first this was a Scarlet Witch, and then it, it became more and more Vision included. Now it's Vision and the Scarlet Witch, unless that reason why it's deleted, because it's not going to be that title. But for, as of now, that's what we're going with. That's what everyone's going with. Um, we know that a Winter Soldier and Falcon project is happening, and then we know that they've talked about a group and Rocket. So all of those are pairings. So is that the theme of this, maybe? Are they going to be doing these pairings? of characters, uh, that's something that I would be curious to know. I'm shocked that it's happening in twenty nineteen. That I mean, I just I just know that they that I'm sure um well Elizabeth probably didn't shoot too much on Avengers 4 because technically isn't she dust right now? She she was she was done in the snap, so so, yeah. I guess in theory, maybe she wasn't. It wasn't like she just finished shooting a long project with this movie. She probably she's gonna be in it, but probably won't be as long as some. Yeah,
1: other she probably maybe she may have finished her section a while ago. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and I don't, I can't remember what her other stuff she's been doing. So, you know, it's possible that she could have time to do. You know, I said a six to eight episode thing. Um, so, so. It's possible. I, I'm just, It's just surprising, I think, because uh, we know this Avengers movie is coming out in May. So my thing is, okay, you're doing that in May. These characters right now are dead. One is even more dead than the other. Like, Vision was just, I mean, we're supposed to think he's just done. So is are we going to get, We got, I think we're going to get answers to what his future is um, in this movie. And, and the future is that he's going to return somehow. I'm wondering how that's going to be. Uh, but that was a character that I felt was possible because we've seen him die often in comic books. Mm-hmm. He dies all the time. Um, but you're they're able to, because he's, of course, an android and a lot of it is AI, you're able to make another Vision. So there's a chance this Vision may not be quite like uh, the one that we know, but, but that he will still indeed return somehow. I'm just curious as to how that's going to be. I would have assumed that if he would have returned, they would have waited a little while after... Infinity War and Avengers 4. I guess I'm surprised that he would return and be in the show the year that Avengers 4 comes out.
1: Yeah, that is kind of surprising. Um, but Vision is very much... I think if there was a an Avenger that you could say is a side character, I think Vision is very much that Avenger. You know. Yeah. Um, so I think that you can get away with that with, with his character. And I think that a show could do a good job of kind of making him more... Than just the the robot on the team, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which it's is right now the mascot. Yeah, you know, um, which right now is kind of what he is. He's kind of the robot, and but he's also the, like the tank, you know, because he's like yeah. super powerful. Yeah, yeah, the strongest one. they have. yeah. So, so I mean, you can you can add more to his character. You can you can uh, flesh out this ro- romance that seems to be have been budding between the two characters as well. Um, so you can give that more of a uh, more of an actual story. Um, uh, but I mean, either way, like, I mean, I it'll probably be a little weird, but it really all depends on what happens in Avengers four. And which I don't know exactly. I don't know what's going to happen in that movie. yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, it seems to me the budget for this stuff
0: is going to be very high. Uh, I will say that, you know, while Vision seems like a tall order. Scarlet Witch shouldn't be as much. I mean, we see you know a lot of his hand motions and just like mm-hmm. being able to move stuff, which yeah. you know we see the I mean, gifted do that. With, I mean, we
1: I mean we have multiple you know uh, witches now. We have the Sabrina show and we have the show Charmed on CW. Yeah, we have witches all over TV. So right I, now.
0: so I, I think that they're probably trying to be smart with who they're pairing to try to make these projects viable. But we'll see what happens, man. 2019 setting up to be pretty crazy if we're talking about. Uh, you know a scarlet witch and um vision project happening and who's to say that that loki thing doesn't come out next year too um and then we know we have all these movies coming coming so it should, it should be a big year let's move on now and let's talk about um stuff that's happening the 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 ramifications of the positive reaction from spider-man into the spider-verse so with that movie already receiving huge praise, Sony is already planning the next step for its animated universe. Deadline reported this week that the company already has Beck Smith, who did rewrites for Captain Marvel and a Lego project that's in the works, writing the script for a Spider-Women movie, which would focus on three generations of characters, uh, with one of them reportedly possibly being Spider-Gwen. Joaquin Dos Santos, who directed episodes of The Last Airbender, Legend of Korra, and Justice League Unlimited, is signed on to direct the sequel to Spider-Verse, which is very exciting for me. (laughs) To have someone who worked on Justice League Unlimited, The Last Airbender, and Korra doing the the sequel to this movie that I already know is going to be insane. Um, That movie would, of course, probably center around Miles Morales. So, Sham is Sony making the right move to aggressively
1: pursue a place in the world of animation films so quickly? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, and we know, we already know that this project is gold. Yeah. Like at this point, like we know that this is something, um, that, you know, was a, it was, you know, this, it, it was a success. It was a successful, um, project that they took on. Um, and I think they're, get, they're getting the right people to helm the sequels and future projects. And I think they're, um, I think it's really smart of Sony to take advantage of this and to kind of uh, uh, corner this. This kind of it's almost like a uh, it's like a new market of like superhero animated feature films. That's new. Yeah, and, I mean, was was the last one Master of the yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, that's not. I mean, like, the, like no. yeah, that's not like the Incredible, Incredible or, Big or like 6. Big Hero Six, yeah. yeah. But like the actual like comic book, yeah, brought to he, light.
2: Yeah, Turtles had one,
1: yeah. T M N T, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but one, yeah. Um, but I think I, I think this is just on a whole other level. Yeah, no question. <laughs> you know, uh, just in in scale and in what they're trying to do. Um, so I really, really think that. Uh, you know, making these these movies and proceeding with the people that they're proceeding with. um, Like, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Joaquin dos Santos. I mean, that's just a great. That's, that's like, a, that's a home run. That's a home run. Potential. That's a home run. Type of hiring. So, I mean, I think that um, I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm excited to see the movie. I just want to see the movie already. <laughs> yeah, we've already seen a little. Yeah, we've already bit seen, a, seen a good chunk of it. Yeah. You know, so I, I want to see the rest of it. Um, you know, I want to see it completed. You know, I'm hearing great things about the side characters, um, many of well. whom we weren't really introduced to in the stuff we saw. Yeah, you know, I'm hearing great things about Nicolas Cage's uh, Spider Man Noir and uh, John Mulaney's Spider Ham. I mean, I mean, I'm hearing just great things about these characters, and you know, it's just it, the possibilities are endless right now with with Sony and with this project. Kendall Spider Women. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse
0: sequel Are you on board with this these moves Sony's making into the animated film venture
2: yeah I mean it's like we talked about last week um, Into the Spider-Verse was obviously going to create a chain reaction that would lead to these types of movies being pushed into uh, further production these types of animated superhero movies being pushed in the future and that's something I brought up last week, what the what that a type of movie like Spider-Verse would do for the future of animated movies. And it's clear that uh Sony has already had major plans and decided to I guess go forward with them to have an animated superhero universe. Um I mean I think it's it's interesting because I think also we talk about animated superhero movies. You can also throw in uh Teen Titans Go. Right. And That's true. Lego Batman. But besides those, those are like super, super comedic. But yeah. um But like in terms of like those kind of movies, um, we've seen obviously we've always for our whole lives have been animated superhero movie fans. I mean we have a YouTube video that goes over the the Mount Rushmore's animated superhero movies or animated yeah. superhero films. So, obviously, we have uh, a rich knowledge and history. Yeah, of, I feel, I'd argue that uh, that's
0: where our love for this stuff really, really originates from, not even comics or movies.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's animated cartoons, whether it be movies and television. But, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would say that, that there have been a lot of great Animated superhero movies—the ones that we have on our Mount Worthmore video YouTube video on New Generation Media—are um, probably movies that could have been theatrically theatrically released if they if they weren't at the time um, in terms of quality, uh, but for whatever reason the studio didn't want to do it, felt it wasn't it wouldn't pass. But as we see with Into the Spider Verse, um, what you give them that extra budget to make the animation to improve the animation even further and then you give it that push in promotion because of that budget, you can really get, I mean, we don't know what the box office is going to be. If it's going to do 50 plus million, if it's going to get to 80 million, even 100 million. But regardless of what it gets opening weekend, um, you can tell the buzz is is there, that this is already a winner, and that they feel like this is a viable, profitable business. I don't know, I'm assuming they're they're certainly going to break even, uh, I don't yeah. know what kind of profit they'll end up making, but no, yeah, this shows you that um, we've seen so many animated superhero movies that are excellent that you're like, well, this could have been this is better than the this is better than the live action version. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've seen two
0: awesome. Suicide Squad animation movies that are five times better than what we saw in live action.
2: Exactly, and I mean, they would it wouldn't have made nearly as much money the live action version, but. I'd much rather waste my time watching the animated ones than watching the live action. The live action was a waste of time compared to um, the animation versions. But um, yeah, but that just goes down to, uh, I guess some people just aren't, aren't enamored with the animation. And ultimately, uh, ultimately I feel like, I don't know if people don't trust that the stories will be great. I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but regardless, um, there, are, there are plenty of great stories telling animation, so this is good.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, we know the kind of monster that Sony has with this Into the, Ver- the Spider Verse movie. I cannot wait to review this movie so we can really talk about this unbelievable project. So it makes sense, you know. That is typical with any movie, that any movie franchise, any movie studio that when you have a successful project that you go for that money grab and seeing what you can pull out of that. I think what's exciting about this though is that the what they've kind of created, just kind of the, the way it kinda set up with like all these different spider people, so to speak, it, it sets itself up for spin offs and sequels in a way that's very obvious. You know, it's not like you're you're forcing it like we've seen other projects do. So there, you would think that you could come up with a very good story for a sequel to into the Spider Verse. You would think you could come up with a very good, uh, way to spin off with these characters that are being introduced. It's it's it writes itself. Yeah. So I think Sony sees that, and they stay. They, they they saw the reaction from people like us at Comic Con. They saw the reaction from the test screens that they did. That they knew that we got to strike on this because at the end of the day, um, you know these we're splitting money with Marvel on anything. That's Spider-Man live-action. We're trying our best with these live-action Spider-Man movies that are like, you know, Venom and these things. But, like, who's to say these are going to be viable? They don't really know. They know Venom's viable, but they don't know about anything else they may be producing. This, they know, or they have a good idea. This has the potential to be very viable. And animated movies are always going to be in vogue because kids are going to always go to movies. So uh, their ability to bring, like, a real awesome, cool story... That's also like beautifully beautiful in terms of its, its art and, and, and animation involved that's transcendent. Uh, it makes sense for them. I, I do have a little bit of concern that we did just recently um, overcome Spider-Man fatigue. We can't pretend like that didn't happen. We were fatigued by the time we saw Andrew Garfield put on that mask and that suit again. We were like, why are they doing this again? And we were very fatigued by the time he did it again for Spider-Man 2. We didn't want to see anything more from him. And for a lot of people, while Homecoming did well, a lot of people, they only went because it was connected to what they saw from Civil War. And even then, I, I know I had conversations with people who aren't superhero fans who kind of kept saying, well, why do I got to see this Spider-Man? And I kept trying to, have to convince them, look, this is not the crap that you saw before. This is linked to Marvel, Tony Stark's in it. It continues the MCU story. Like, this. like, like they need to be convinced because they were like, this is too much. We've seen Spider-Man on the big screen over and over and over again. So I would have a little bit of concern about them... That these Spider-Man projects just become very like, uh, they become like all one note to people. Not I'm saying this; the projects may be great and their own thing, but people may just be all this is another Spider thing, and then they decide I don't need to watch this. That's something I do think they should at least be concerned about. So, so that's something I would I would I would would say that they they should look into, and then be careful with. I think we all should look look into that. I don't think that's something that's gonna uh, that that that. That can't be a possible hurdle for them to overcome with this, as great as we know. Home into the into the Spider Verse is.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, and I don't think it's one they'll be able to completely hurdle. I think that's right. just that's just the trend that's going on out now. Not only Spider Man, but with all superhero movies. I mean, they're kind of taking over the cinema. People are some people are upset about it. Some people don't like it. You know, it's. It's you know it's just the way things <laughs> things are right now. So some people aren't going to see it because they're like I'm just kind of tired of these movies, you know. Um, I kind of just want to go to the maybe I just want to see something else in the movies, you know.
0: Which, I feel that's so weird because it's like you can,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know. Like I don't get like when people are like, well I can't see something I'm like you can see something else. There's a million other movies that come yeah, out every year. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that. But you know I mean look I think they're just they're just upset about it. They're jealous. Yeah, they're upset that's what it is. that these movies are so popular. That they're popular. That they, like that's so a much. lot of people like stuff that they don't like. People yeah. don't like to be on the outside. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. You know, I really think it does boil down to that. Um but I mean, you know, I mean, we'll see how how well this does. I think I think with this movie um you know, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people are going to go into this movie with a lot of skepticism. They are for many reasons, you know. The last Sony movie um that was animated was what was that? The emoji movie? <laughs> Jeez. You know, like like they're gonna going they're, go, they're coming into this movie with a lot of skepticism. You know, they're like, Listen, I don't know if I wanna see this. Uh you know, there's a new Spider Man, multiple spider people. And you know, unfortunately for some people, they're gonna be like, Who's this black chick? Uh, who's uh, well, yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be that's gonna be said by some yeah. people. You know, it'd be like, oh, you're forcing, you know, down my throat, forcing the diversity down my throat. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's we, some people are going to say that. They you say know. that. we gonna see say see it that. over
0: and over again. You know, so... And I mean, they are going to be was, people who maybe aren't even on that tip, but they would just be like, this isn't Peter Parker.
1: Yeah, they'll be like, who is this? Why is this not Peter Why Parker? Why is Peter Parker old and fat? Yeah, people, you know, so, I mean, you know, I mean, you're going to see those people and, you know, like, they're not going to see the movie. They're going to refuse to see the movie. They're going to... You know, boycott the movie, maybe, I don't know. Nah, I don't think it would be that far. <laughs> I mean, it's an animated movie. I, I, I'd i be shocked if they would go that far. But, um, you know, like, you know, they, they this movie has hurdles, and it has a lot of convincing. It's going to take a lot of positive word of mouth, which is already going around, you know, from people like us and others that have seen either the whole movie or parts of the movie. But it's going to take a lot of positive word of mouth for this movie to do very well. I think it will do well. I
0: think it seems. I think the media campaign for this has been good. I I feel like the visibility for the movie is high. Um, in mm-hmm. New York City, there are a lot of ads for it. Um, mm-hmm. there are a lot of they they spent a lot of TV money, commercial wise. I think that this yeah.
1: movie will do well. I'm hearing buzz from people like, "Oh, have you heard about that animated Spider-Man?" movie? Yeah, a lot
0: of people at least you asking know. questions about, it. like, what is yeah. that? Like, I've had the answer about what it is. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I think this movie will do. Well, I don't know what "well" means in a number, but I don't think we're talking about a twenty million opening weekend. Mm. Like, I don't think we're seeing something that I we're not seeing that kind of disaster to me. Uh, how much better than that is? We'll see. I think the projections were pretty low from last of what I saw. But do you mm. remember what the they were?
2: I believe what? it was around forty fifty million. In Florida,
0: so, if they do fifty million, I think that's a very good weekend mm.
2: to I mean, me. For an animated
0: movie that definitely. Yeah, and. I think that they'll get there, to me. I think they'll get there. Hey, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, all right, last story of the day. So we talked about it a little bit earlier, um, but D.C. Uh, well, we mentioned earlier, before we get to D.C., that uh, the Deadline did this big report about the influx on female-led projects. And a small line in that report raised some eyebrows and made some pretty big headlines because they revealed in one of the lines that DC is looking into making a Zatanna movie. So, Zatanna Sara is, of course, the mystical magician who is a close ally of Batman in Gotham City and is a well-known member of the Justice League Dark. She's a longtime DC superhero. Meanwhile, The rap uh, also had huge news that DC is developing a Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle movie Gareth done it. I will. I will care. Okay. Sorry for the pronunciation, sir. <laughs> if I missed that up. Uh, who wrote uh, the upcoming Miss Bala movie, which is coming out very soon? That's uh, starring Gina Rodriguez, and um, and is and is writing the Scarface reboot. Is going to be writing that movie. It is important to note that um, Gareth is Mexican American, just like Jaime Reyes, as well. So, uh, of these two projects, Sham. Um, of course, Blue Beetle project is more ahead, more developed. It seems like, but of these two projects, which of those would you be more excited to see
1: come to the big screen? Um. Uh. Well, Blue Beetle, just because I like Blue Beetle more as a character, mm-hmm. um. Though so I think Zatanna would be fun too. I mean, I think Zatanna could be fun. Um. Uh, for on multiple levels, I think people like magic in general. You know, it could be Z- the Zatanna movie, could be like a, a mix between like Harry Potter mm-hmm. and like Now You See Me, you know. Mm. Like, it could be because Zatanna is also like an actual magician, so you can kind of have that showmanship from Now You See Me. But also have the actual mysticism that's in Harry Potter. I feel like you can have those worlds kind of collide, and you can kind of get the fantasy people into comics as well. It's, it's weird because Zatanna is is, is is just Zatanna is a magician. Yeah, she's. So it's, it's, I call her a
0: superhero, but like it's hard to really explain what she is. Yeah, but she's she, a
1: mystic and a magician. Yeah. And a hero. So it's like a mixing of worlds with that movie. So that that could be really cool and really interesting. I think it could bring a lot of people in. Um, uh, but, I mean, of course, I'm super excited for Blue Beetle. You know, especially Jaime Reyes. I think these are really... I feel like that character could bring in a lot of people. And I feel like that character... Um, I feel like it, it could be really powerful to have, like, a Mexican-American, definitely, character that's a hero now you know Absolutely. I really think that could that could uh, speak volumes in in today's uh today's you know climate today's uh political climate and i think that that could be an important story to tell as well because he's a young he's like young you he's know very young. He's, a he's a teenager so i feel like that could be a really really powerful story and i think that um and i think that his story is i feel like that could be like uh like Homecoming, but just, like, way more impactful and, like, meaningful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) To be completely honest with you. It took the words out of my mouth. I kept saying, Kendall, uh, when I
0: tweeted about this this week, that to me, like, uh, Jaime Reyes' Blue Beetle project could definitely be very similar to Spider-Man Homecoming, a coming-of-age type of story. Uh, It would be interesting to see if they can do that because DC has not, done that kind of movie yet we know they're doing Shazam and that will be their first venture and that could actually end up being a sneak preview into how they could do a project like uh, Blue Beetle so Kendall Blue Beetle, Zatanna are you leaning towards one or the other in terms of what you would like to see uh, in the on the big
2: screen Uh, that's an interesting question um, I I think I would lean towards Blue Beetle um, because it's less like what we've seen, I feel like. I mean, it is. It's like what we've seen in superhero movies, but just in film in general. I think Zatanna could very much overlap with a lot of different movies uh, that we've seen. You know, it could be mix of, you know, your average superhero movie with a little bit of Harry Potter or with a little bit of, I don't know. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, What's the other Daniel Radcliffe movie version of edition?
1: There's another movie. He's a now, magician. Now you see me. Yeah.
2: Now you see yeah, me. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. What, I said. that's oh, what I said. Greatest earlier. Showman. Yeah. Oh, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Greatest Showman. Like you can have that kind of aura to a Zatanna movie. Um, you can um, you can make her some sort of figure, like you said, cause she, like Shamar said, she's an actual magician, so um, she can have a reputation, but then also be a superhero. um I'd imagine that Zatara would also play a role in that movie, which would also be interesting. But um, yeah, no, I feel like I feel like Blue Beetle is also a character that uh, he's good because, like you guys mentioned, he has that coming of age uh, nature to his character, which they've done uh, Captain Marvel or not Captain Marvel Shazam. I keep going, on Captain Marvel. But uh, they've done Shazam now. And like you said, that's a young, that's a young hero, but you really don't have that counterpart to Spider-Man. And I don't know if the difference, the really, the real difference between Spider-Man and Blue Beetle, um, is that Spider-Man's a top-tier Marvel hero. He's a top-tier superhero in general. Yeah, he's you can and, make
0: it. He's top three.
2: Yeah, and Blue Beetle isn't really on that level, so will he have the mass appeal that Spider-Man had? I don't know. But um, he has a unique storyline in the sense that that story of him having like the scarab that he wears uh, attached to him and communicating with him, and that, I feel like that could be done well in movies. But yeah, both uh, seem interesting. And I'm um, still not convinced either one of them are coming out because DC has a track record of leaking out develop movies in development that ultimately don't come out so i wouldn't hold my breath for these movies yet there
1: was a there was a movie that came out recently i don't know if either of you guys have heard of this movie um and i don't i can't get the name but it was some robot that was like this guy had some kind of experimental tech um or something in but it was like in his mind and it was speaking to him and he and but they were like They became, like, a powerful team, and they were, like, taking down bad guys and stuff. And the way that they were communicating, I was like, this is Blue Beetle. Oh, really? It was, like, it was, I was watching this, I'm like, this is plagiarism. (laughs) This is Blue Beetle. (laughs) This is Blue Beetle. And the movie did really well. Right. I think the movie did very well. I'm going to look this up. But I was wondering if people are going to say... Oh, they that is this or people are going to make that comparison cuz if they do Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes, that I think that that's the only negative thing that came in my mind is that like they like that, that's already been done in Hollywood now. You know? So it's kind of like I mean, now this is DC, so they're they're a much bigger kind of uh uh, you know, brand, I guess. Um, though Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle isn't as known, so people are going to people are going to be like if I saw that and this was very good already, why would I want to see this? You know? So, I mean, of course there are things that are going to be different in their storylines, but I just feel like that, that kind of takes the fun out of it a little bit since that, that back and forth was kind of already done.
0: Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I don't, I can't quite remember what movie that is, but honestly, when I thought about this, part of me wondered if DC saw the success of Venom and thought, blue Beetle with Jaime Reyes is a monster
1: uh, uh it was called um upgrade that's what it was called it came out recently I didn't see that movie came out this year actually
0: um part of me wonders if they saw venom and said oh we could do that way better <laughs> mm. like because right. they they because you know Sony I think I think smartly I don't like the way they went about it but I think they smartly made a lot of the conversation in venom a dialogue between Eddie Brock and the symbiote, and like that being that kind of back and forth was, I think, made the most enjoyable part for a lot of people who enjoyed that movie. Well, that is Blue Beetle. That is, I mean, mm, right. we don't see much of that with Venom because he usually he's an adversary, so we're not seeing like going inside his head that much when we're reading a comic or watching him on, on a cartoon or anything like that. So, this is the first time for a lot of people that you got to really go inside his head and see what he deals with talking to this symbiote. Right. But that is a relationship with Jaime Reyes and, 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 and the Scarab that's in every iteration of the character. So part of me wonders if they saw that, we knew that this is something they had to been talking about, but part of me wonders if they saw that and they kind of said, that oh, we got to accelerate this. Cause they like that. And there are some many reasons why that people may maybe shouldn't have liked it as much as they did. Then we they know maybe well we could do that way better with a character that makes way more sense with it that could be also a coming of age story that could be some of the homecoming. Um, I'm excited for both of these projects honestly. Uh, I, I'm I'm very excited for Jaime Reyes. I, I think that that could be also kind of a game changing type of story to me because again you talk about um uh representation in Hollywood. Latino representation in Hollywood is very small. Mexican men leads are, you know, that kind of representation is very uh, limited. So seeing a young Mexican teenager or young man leading as a superhero in this day and age definitely would be something that at the very least would would grab headlines, grab eyeballs. So from a marketing standpoint, Blue Beetle makes sense. From a powers and just like, his abilities—he's super marketable. Um, the character is very charismatic. He's energetic, so he, he just—he he hits all of the ticks that you would want, all the sliders for a Blue Beetle project in terms of um, what you want in a movie that's going to make a lot of money. He hits all of them. He's young. He's a person of color. His powers are super cool. He flies around. Like everything you would want is this guy has. The only thing he doesn't have maybe is name recognition. Uh, re- name recognition, but the DC name could help him with that. This movie being a DC project will help him get over that hump. So that project makes all the sense in the world. I'm very excited doing it. I just hope they do it well. That's a big thing, you know, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, that's something that uh that that they that that DC has had problems with. You never know what they can things they that they want to do. Sometimes sound great on paper, but it's whether or not they can actually uh accomplish it now regards to zatanna um zatanna also to me makes a lot of sense because i i i kind of disagree in kendall's assessment i think that it would be very different than anything we seen from a superhero standpoint i think people would see a zatanna trailer and be like this doesn't look like anything i've seen with superheroes uh they were probably related to something like Harry Potter. People like Harry Potter. I don't think they would look at it and say, oh, well, I've seen Harry Potter before. I think they'd be like, oh, wow. You know, badass female character. You know, is incredible with mystical arts, and she's a magician. And uh, it's a very unique project. Uh, it makes me wonder what the future of the Justice League Dark project is if they're doing this. Or is this going to be, would this be the lead-in to Justice League Dark? I'm not What's sure. Also
1: interesting.
2: What's also interesting is that Warner Brothers has harry potter and fantastic beasts right as part of the portfolio so would they want would they feel like those are too similar to compete or do they feel like that wouldn't be a problem
0: that's Something an interesting question about? yeah it is i'm not sure but i do know that um i i hope that warner brothers is starting to kind of get a vision in place because we're hearing about stuff we didn't hear before you know, the Blue Beetle thing was just an idea that got floated around during the old regime. And under Hamada, it's a project that has a script writer that's writing, working on the script as we speak. Zatana um, is not a name that we heard mentioned at all under any of those other people running the show. Other than, only then that she could appear in Justice League Dark. But we didn't even have a, a team of who would be on that team. We would assume she would be in it, but we didn't know. Uh you know, the Supergirl project is new. You know, they, it seems like with the the vision for DC is starting to crystallize. Um, like I said, my only concern is we need to get a slate of what your plan is. It's still annoying that we hear these projects come out and we have no idea when it's happening or, you know, what their plan is. Other than just these like various miscellaneous reports. I wish they would fix that, but I don't, they're never going to do it. <laughs> they like doing it this way um and i i argue in some degree i think it has helped them because i think it's kept them their name in the headlines even when they've struggled um when we're talking the headlines aren't always about how much they suck when we're always talking about what movie's coming out next so that kind of s- is smart but at the end of the day you gotta deliver something you can't just keep saying stuff is happening it and then it doesn't happen so we'll see how uh, how that all plays out but those are two projects we're definitely gonna be keeping an eye on okay So, we got uh, one episode recap this week before we get out of here. It is Titans. It is the Donna Troy episode. So, this week, uh, it's centered around uh, Dick crashing with the former Wonder Girl, Donna Troy, as he seeks to find who he is now that he wants to leave Robin behind. We see him say his goodbyes to the team, saying that, you know, they kind of thought that they would kind of continue on together as a group and as as a team moving forward. And he said, "Uh, I need to figure myself out before we even get to that point. So he separates with them uh, and and meets up with Donna Troy, who seems like a good good person to start with. They're trying to figure out who you are behind them outside of being behind the mask, uh, considering that she stopped being a superhero. Um, She's now an accomplished uh, photojournalist and their long history uh, together that we see illustrated in flashbacks show they have a very almost sibling like relationship with her usually accompanying diana whenever she would uh have meetings with bruce in the Batcave, so they have a very long-term very close friendship meanwhile uh the rest of the team travels to rachel's mother's place in ohio as a place to maybe lay low and maybe have a kind of a semi-base of operations until they figure out what they want to do of course they reach complications as Corey's uh, as a train ride there becomes very messy and uh Corey continues to struggle with keeping herself together in regards to her violent impulses and figuring out who she is so a lot happens in this episode champ uh what did you make of the Donna Troy episode what stood out to you as some of the some of the high points
1: i thought donna troy herself was a high point i thought that character um was really well um done shout out to the actress i don't know her name i apologize i'll I'll pull that up um she did a fantastic job um i think that uh the the story beats with um you know rachel and her mother and with the team itself connor Um, leslie by the way connor leslie i thought she did a a great job playing uh donna troy um i liked her chemistry with with uh brenton thwaites's uh grayson i thought that worked really well they hit a lot of good comedic points but with grayson not really knowing how to interact uh without being so intense yeah which is like which is almost Bruce Wayne like yeah but But Bruce is great at it what's funny is I think he just absorbed the Batman yeah and not the the Bruce yeah he doesn't know how to do the Bruce which is very funny so I think that's really cool Um, I think that um, like I was saying I think that the storyline with the the Titans is cool Um, I really I I really like that cliffhanger at the end with uh, Corey having come to to hunt down Raven possibly being sent by I guess the Tamaranians yeah Raven Raven unlocked un- unlocked her memories yeah so I guess she was sent by the Tameranians to like destroy Raven or to capture Raven which is just you know Raven is Raven is extremely dangerous and Trigon is extremely dangerous so I mean <laughs> I mean that I guess I suppose that um, that storyline could work but it, it is a very good twist um, so I'm really looking forward to whenever that storyline continues um, and, um, I don't know. I really, I think everything, um, or, uh, yeah, pretty much everything in this, in this episode kind of, uh, kind of delivered, um, for me. Um, I, I mean, I would hope that we get more, something more from Beast Boy. I think he's the only outlier, right? At this point. He's yeah. the only one where he had a story. They had the story with the Doom Patrol episode. Um, he hasn't really had a story since. He's just kind of been there, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, which, you know, is OK. You know, I guess if he's just he's just kind of there to support Rachel at this point. Um, but he's the outliner. Corey has her story going on. Rachel has her story since episode one. And same thing with Dick. Yeah. Dick is basically the Grayson show. Yeah. So with him, it's just kind of OK. So what's your story? You know, you just kind of hear just don't have anywhere else to go, which is sad. But, you know, I would hope that there's something more uh, coming down the pipe front. Yeah, it seems like he's been shortchanged a bit, which is unfortunate
0: because I I think he that actor has that role down. Yeah. I like to see them give him more. Um he should be more than just like the like awkward um semi love interest maybe of Raven that he's denying, which I thought were good scenes with him and Corey. I thought him and Corey had good scenes together. Uh him and uh, and a job. I thought those mm-hmm. scenes on the on the train with them uh, taking down shots, we're we're good. Uh, Kendall, wh- wh- what stood out to you in the episode of uh, Donna Troy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a strong episode. I think uh, they set up a good history between Robin and uh, Wonder Girl. Uh, they set up. I mean, they continue to give you a lot of like the life of what the life of Dick Grayson has been. Um, they do. They keep bringing up, keep bringing uh, like objects of his past back. Whether it be Wonder Girl, they brought back Hawk and Dove. Um, they even brought in Jason Todd, who has obviously a connection to Batman. So they keep referencing his past, which I think continues to... Which will continue to lead him into becoming Nightwing. Uh, leaving that Robin life behind. Um... But, yeah, I thought this was a good episode. I thought the uh, the story with uh, uh, Starfire and, you know, them continuing to uncover that mystery and that conspiracy as to what she's doing there, um, I thought that was interesting. A little interesting twist that she was there to kill a raven. Um, I, I liked when she had that little, uh, not flashback, but, like, memory, uh whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, uh, she, um, you can see like her spaceship and stuff. Yeah, oh, like that was crazy. But um, yeah, no, nah, I thought this was a good episode. And I don't know how much of Donna Troy will get in this series, or whether or not she'll end up becoming a series regular. But she was a good. She was certainly an action, an extra added addition to this episode that I thought helped. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, this show is slowly creating a extended universe. We have the Dune Patrol. We have J- Jason Todd. We have Donna Troy. We have the Hawk just, and Dove. Yeah, the
1: Justice League.
0: Justice League.
1: You didn't hear? I mean, well, what are you gonna say? Oh, no, I was gonna say Grayson mentioned the league. Oh so, yeah, I mean, so we we know, that's just a thing that right. We know exists. that that exists.
0: I'm talking about like character, actual characters oh, at okay. least. in In Oh, All right, right. Like we've yeah. been introduced to Hawk and Dove, so like they've created a universe of characters outside of the four regulars that I would be. I would be surprised if we didn't see them again. I agree. I thought Donna Troy was great. I thought the actress that played her. Um I thought she kinda just had the right I thought as someone who has recently read a comic with Dick and Donna having a conversation, um, it kinda was cool to see how they like brought that that relationship to light. Because if there's anything I think that has been a little repetitive has been like, you know, you know, Dick is kind of a player. <laughs> uh, you know he's got the thing with Corey. He had the thing with uh Dove. With, with Dove. So like you know it's kind of like which you know it's kind of his thing. It's not this is not new, but it's like okay like is every woman he's gonna be with someone that he's also you know and, like gonna have having some kind of thing with. So it kind of was cool to see like this like this other strong female woman who like it was nothing sexual in regard to their relationship. It literally was like I'm like your older sister and I'm gonna tell you how you need to kind of get your life together i enjoyed that change up because i think it brought a different dynamic to grayson i thought that his acting in this episode was great the scene with him and the guy talking about the the, the the photo and his issues with it and the guy couldn't get one word in because you know, he was dick was just like taking over the conversation like all those little things and then his conversations with donna troy uh you know about like just him just you really understand how he doesn't understand civilian life um in those conversations with her because he would, you know, she would lose a simple thing that he would like not understand. But it makes sense. Cause this is a, someone who as a, we see as a very young kid was Robin. I thought that was kind of cool that like that scene. He had the first scene with Donna Troy, which is great. The first one with their kids, it's the same actor that's played him as a little kid. Just after his parents died, yep. he's talking about, yeah, the Joker is terrible, man. He's killing people. And he's talking about the league. And I'm like, okay, this Robin has been around for a minute. And, that kid just had lost his parents so it was kind of cool to say oh wow so you kind of get like yeah this dude in terms of how he's been molded he only knows the batman way because it's not like he was just Grayson for a long time and then like batman like four or five years down low introduced him to being robin it was he became robin very quickly so that was kind of a neat nugget to note about dick and kind of makes you kind of understand why he's so Weird <laughs> in these settings because he's not used to being in those kind of settings. Uh, so Don Troy was great. I thought the Corey stuff was also uh, very good. She's a little, she's still a little murderous for me. Um, am I suppose to assume she burned the, those FBI people to crisp when they pulled up and she uh, got him out of there. I mean, that whole thing blew up, so yeah. I mean, I don't know, it just seems very like. And she kind of was justifying, you know, Beast Boy killing the dude. Something about that, I just feel like, I do feel like for this show is unnecessary. I don't know if we need that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that since like way early. Right. I and mean, we all agree with it. She's burning people.
0: Yeah. I kind of, and I, so my hope was that when she became Starfire and remember who she was, that maybe we would see a drastic shift, but we see that's not going to be the case. Now, I like the, the change that she was actually there to take out Raven. I'm just saying that. It's like, any hope that like she would maybe die tone down those violent impulses is not gonna happen uh so that's cool i think the only thing that maybe i was i'm still kind of curious about is i'm wondering if there's anything more to raven and her mom you know uh is there anything more to that story because right now it just seems very like just like at face value yep this is her mom she's been locked up for
1: years and i was very skeptical of her. it's just
0: very yeah something very skeptical about it and i feel like it kind of has to be some other shooter drop because if it's not i think it's kind of weird
1: I mean, I mean, this is one of those things where I'm like, I hope everything turns out okay for her sake. Yeah, you root yeah. for the character, but I kind of just look like it's this, okay, this. I feel like something. This bad feels
0: very weird. Kind
2: Yeah, no. I mean, I feel like, yeah, clearly they're setting something up, but at the same time, we only have three more episodes yep. left,
0: which is makes and it peculiar that the next one is a Hawk and Dove episode. Sh- I know. It looks, I don't know what they're doing with that. Like
2: complete boontails. Yeah. As EJ would know. <laughs> EJ <laughs> remembers. Um, yeah, it looks like complete nothing. Um, but that makes me think that we are... That the rest of the story is just straight Hawking... No, the rest of the story is straight. Starfire going after Raven. And then Trigon shows up or whatever. Like, I don't think there's any more shoes to drop at this point. Which is why I don't think that this is... I don't think that there's a twist with the Ravens mom story. Yeah,
0: there's not a time to be there for there really to be a twist.
2: Right. I mean, because they can build. I feel like that they would have to build up to that.
1: Yeah. Unless the I don't twist want, is don't
2: want to do it like next episode.
1: Unless the twist is she's bringing her Trigon or something.
2: That she's oh bring her yeah.
1: That could be it too. I feel like that'd would be we, kind of like. Yeah. I feel like that would that would be that would be a twist, but it would be kind of a lame twist for lack of a better word like it would just be, kind like, it would okay.
2: come out of nowhere yeah because like this point yeah. they
0: kept locked away forever because they thought she was the only one that could keep her away like why would they like yeah, it no. would prove that all that was pointless
1: yeah that they so should have just gonna... let her free because eventually she would have brought me <laughs> yeah so I, don't so, know. I don't know I'd be like oh okay you were with him all along like, <laughs> all right yeah okay
0: um so we'll, we'll see what happens I mean this next episode I'm not excited about I couldn't believe that I'm watching this preview and I'm like Oh, okay. Hawk and Dove are back. I was like, "Oh, this is a lot of Hawk and Dove. Oh, that's a lot of Hawk and Dove." And t- the thing t- t- ends. Title t- t- episode: Hawk and Dove. And the thing ends, and that's it. I'm like, "So that's it. This is going to be just Hawk and Dove." How is this going to be useful to this story? Are they going to come in and help? So I wasn't disappointed in that. I also did like that uh, Donna used her <laughs> like her time on Dan than- than- uh, to like be able to read some of those scribes that were in. Uh, that were in Corey's, uh, you mm. know, locker or that shed she was in. Yeah, that'd be
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
0: Uh, and because you know the Damascarians, they've read. They're all super smart because they've been reading for years, and they they, they have this knowledge because they're a lot older than what they actually are. So you know that I is actually a Damas, uh, not actually from Damascara. Her being there for however long she's been, she's picked up that knowledge too. So I thought that was a nice twist as well. I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So thank you so much for listening in to the episode, this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. Be sure to follow us on... Uh, make, sure to, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow us and subscribe on YouTube uh, at New Generation Media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart and on Instagram at Action EJ follow Shamari on, on uh, Snapchat and Instagram MC Jam 22 uh, you can also follow us on Facebook New Generation Media if I didn't say that already that does it for now we'll be back next week with more Hero Talk for Shamari for Kendall I'm EJ peace